Profanity Nation. Yeah, it's the new era of man for some old school fans with a new school brand. We got money on the mic with the plan in hand. And stab Pat to his left, they go hand in hand. And to the right, we got Simster, he putting it down. It's the Profanity Nation, we running the town. Yeah, it's the Profanity Nation. Profanity Nation. Hey, welcome to the show. This is the Profanity Nation podcast, the voice for professional fans. Welcome to the show. We have a very special guest, and this is just an absolutely crazy night. I know we say that all the time, but <laughs> this is Lakerland. This is the NBA, and there is really no off season. So we have a great show. We're going to go ahead and discuss some free agency. We're going to discuss the draft. We have a special guest with us, Nick Hamilton, and he's going to go ahead and give us some thoughts on the Lakers, free agency, the draft, and so forth. And uh, let's introduce who's with us here. First, we got Money Mike here. How you doing, Money? Let's do it. It was a crazy week. Let's get into it. All right, Step Hat, how are you feeling? Hey, I'm feeling good, man. Floor's done, so I'm back up. Okay, in welcome this, back after I'm missing back up a week. Yes, Absolutely. <laughs> yes, man. Welcome back. You're welcome done back, mopping sir. up the mess? Yes, yeah, it, it was a big mess, but hey, it's done now, and I'm happy to be my boy. So. All right, guys. We're about to do this. Yeah, well, we've got a special guest, long overdue. We've got Nick Hamilton with us. Nick, how you doing? Man, doing good, man. Black blessed the highly favorite, you know. Hey, uh, living and breathing right. out here in these streets. Yeah, you <laughs> exhausted with what's going on today? Oh, man. I mean, exhausting is not the word. It's just like, okay, uh, <laughs> did we get a break before this? Hey. <laughs> hey, hey, they got to start that season, man. So. Oh, it's coming. <laughs> yeah, everything's it back like back there. We got a whole month, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, t- tomorrow, I think we got uh, exactly a month. It's the 22nd, right? right? So That's yeah. crazy. But you, but you kind of like it a little bit better, though, because, you know, they you don't have that... Okay, I'm gonna agree to you, and then they gonna go to your that house more for a week. Long more trans- <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. We'll, we'll get to that in a second. We will get to that, and I Moratorium. do like that change right, as right, well. Right. I do like that change and, uh, as well. Let's get started. Uh, to our followers, our listeners who have never heard of Nick, if you've never heard of Nick Hamilton, then you've been hiding somewhere. But uh, Nick, again, Nick does uh, sports casting. You've seen him with Fred Rogan. You've definitely seen him on the Good News Sports Radio app. And if you haven't, you need to. Nick, tell our listeners a little bit about you. How you got into the sports biz and what you're doing lately um yeah i mean basically i've been doing this for about a little over 10 years now uh, just sports and pop culture and uh just kind of i always want to be in it but never figure out how to get into it because they don't tell you that you got to pretty much find that stuff out on your own um and so i just started you know interning and, and i went back to school and you know just met network with a lot of great people along the way and you know here i am uh, you know, you know, through hard work, dedication, and the grace of God. So, um, just in, you know, enjoying it. COVID is, has has changed uh, a lot Absolutely. of the trajectory of where you want to go these days. So <laughs> right. you got to really be creative and innovative when you want to do something or how you want to go about doing it. And you know, it, it can fall in one of two ways. It can either make you creative or you'll be just the the, the lazy person that you always were. So, uh, you know, I think doing this COVID thing, I think it, it propelled me to really be creative and start doing different things and, and still be able to, to to disseminate the information that needs to be put out there, but at the same time, it's doing it in a slightly different way. So, um, you know, coming on shows like you all show, which I have a tremendous amount of respect for, and I'm not just saying that because you. you guys are here, but I mean, I like the way you guys have definitely, you know, come along, and I've watched you guys, you know, 
for a while. So it's just seeing it. It's great to see you all, you all still being dedicated and consistent with it. So um, just having fun, man. I mean, between the NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball, hockey, like it all seemed like it got cramped down our throats yep. at the same time. Right. We um, had no sports and all sports. Man, <laughs> I, I felt like I told somebody the other day, I said, man, I feel like I've been busier before you know during the pandemic then before mm-hmm. because you're on nine million zoom calls you can't you know we're no longer going to be able to go into the locker rooms right. anymore it's uh, a hustle that's done it's a hustle yeah this is this is our and i hate i don't mean to be disrespectful when i say this but this is our 9-11 in a sense yep. where before you know before 9-11 we traveled a particular way and then unfortunately after 9-11 hit we had to travel differently mm-hmm. and so this is with covid when it comes to being a reporter of any kind, sports, entertainment, what have you, now we're going to have to report differently because mm-hmm. of the circumstances. And so, um, you, we, you know, we got through everything else and we'll get through this. So it's just, yep. it's you know, it's, it's interesting to see how the, the NBA has come back so quickly. I felt like we didn't, we didn't get a chance to really breathe or, you know, take, <laughs> you know, go to the bathroom good before we say, okay, I mean, wait, man, let's, let's, <laughs> all right, can we, can we get a, can we get a, a full, like, two months off? Nah, man, they're going right back into it. <laughs> it keeps us busy. It keeps us working. Like I said, we had nothing to talk about for months. We were figuring things out, talking about social issues, which, of course, were very important. But now it's feast or famine, and there's just plenty to talk about. Uh, okay, guys, let's get into it. We have one more guest on the line that I'd like to introduce. Uh, let's go ahead and bring Dylan with us. Dylan, are you on the line? I'm here, guys. All right, Dylan. Uh, Dylan, of course, has the at Laker Boost Instagram account, and he's uh, he's holding over twenty five thousand followers there, and he's keeping up quite a uh, uh, a following for himself. And um, uh, Dylan goes ahead, and he, you're on there almost daily, but um, doing live Instagrams and talking about Lakers and Laker updates. Is that just on a on a whim, or are you pretty much out there every day doing that? Because I see you on there all the time. You're always hustling dylan yeah i first and foremost thank you so much profanity nation for having me on here uh it's a, it's a huge honor so thank you thank you, um, thank you but yeah. secondly yeah laker boost has been my grind for a few years now i've been born and raised diehard laker fan and unfortunately uh like what nick was saying with covid it's kind of changed the the nature of you know fan interaction and so i took that opportunity to jump on instagram live and kind of build this virtual laker fan group that uh you know us laker fans are 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 known for um but it's been a lot of fun especially with you know the bubble situation the championship and then obviously now the off season with with free agency and all the trades going on so a lot to talk about um and obviously a lot of fun talking to all the fans Absolutely. It's been great following you and following your growth online as well. Let's get right into it, guys. Okay. So, of course, it is free agency, and it hit quick, and the Lakers made some very quick moves. I don't think everyone in the room is a fan of all the moves, and that's okay. But let's get started here. Okay. So, the Lakers signed Wesley Matthews, Dennis Schroeder, Montrez Harrell, and KCP. Those are the free agent KCP counts, even though he's re-signing, okay? Now, as of when we got on the show, there's another million. signing. Is that, yeah, it's $40 million. He got $40 million. As of the start of the show. <laughs> okay. As of the start of the show, guys, we have news that now Marcus Saul is agreeing to come to the Lakers. And, ja- and JaVale McGee is gone. And JaVale McGee is gone to make room for him. Let's just start with the signings. Nick. The signings for the Lakers and Rob Palinka hitting right out of the bat. 
What do you think of these signings? Dennis Schroeder was the first. Wes Matthews, Montrezl. What do you feel about them coming in, these players, and what Rob Plink has done? Well, I mean, I think it was a good move. I think you had to, especially when you lost Dwight Howard, who was such an instrumental piece moving forward when it came to uh, that, that Lakers squad last season and, and what he did in the playoffs and what his presence was in the playoffs. So you, in, in order for you to replace a person like Dwight Howard, I think Montrez Harrell was the perfect fit. Him being beyond a clutch guy. But, I mean, you got the sixth man of the year, you know, coming in, being able to put in that work. And then you yes. got Dennis Schroeder, who's a dog. Bro, you yeah. got Wes Matthews, you know, yeah. Wes Matthews, who's a dog. Right. And also, Dennis is young because he can bring the ball up. He can create. Uh, this is a guy who can shoot from three. This is a guy who's not scared of hardly anything. Nope. I mean, he went up against LeBron when he was in OKC, yep. you know, and, and tangled up with him. So, I think LeBron had a respect for the young man because I think he looked at that and LeBron is always I always feel like LeBron is always recruiting some at some point like he's mm-hmm. never just going to a game and just playing a game and get the W I think he's always <laughs> recruiting and looking like when okay who can I put in ears, who can I put in right. next season okay with, yeah yeah, they've, so been, I, they've been playing. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, but they've no. been playing that that little video of him giving him a hug. Yeah, you know, yeah, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, hey, don't say nothing. Now. <laughs> Not right now. Hey, but, uh, I got you though. I got. Yeah, I got, got you. you. Sure. Hey, first thing you got to do is sign the clutch, and then and then you got to find your agent. And that's Come better on. than what Oleg Depot was doing, telling <laughs> other teams he wanted to actually go play with them. Yeah, <laughs> he wasn't recruiting them. He was hoping they would recruit him to them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I like Wesley Matthews. I've always liked his his approach to the game he's always a very hard worker you know he's he loves to get you know he, he loves to get do the dirty work and yeah. i think that's what the lakers need because you got to get some younger guys in there to mix in with the veterans so you can have a, a more balanced group because it's only going to be harder from december 22nd to the end of the season because now the bullseye is, is on your back so everybody's going to gun for you in a way that you never probably felt in a long time especially for guys that have never won a championship obviously LeBron has won a championship mm-hmm. Rondo unfortunately is no longer there so he can't really give that experience to them uh, being a two time champion but you have other guys you know that can't that you know LeBron can understand hey look when I was in Cleveland or I was in Miami this is what happened when I was in Cleveland this is what happened so guys you know you gotta lock in um, but I think it's it, they have a really good coaching staff with Frank Vogel I don't think Frank Vogel gets a lot of credit uh, for what he had to go through and mm-hmm. and what he had to endure. And I think Frank, I always said Frank Vogel was a good coach. He's not my top three coach on right. my list, but if I got a Frank Vogel, but if you look at the staff that they put around him with Jason Kidd and Phil Handy and and, and the Reverend Lionel Hollins, uh, you know, because Lionel Hollins be wearing them Reverend suits all the time. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, you know, those are good, solid coaches, and they have a really good scouting staff yeah. as well. So when you look at what they have, they have an excellent training staff, uh-huh. um, and that helps too. The people, I, I think, people really don't un, really underestimate how how important a training staff is mm-hmm. to the success of your team. Yep. Um, and I and I look at that. So there's a lot of variables there outside of these signings where I'm saying, okay, these are mass signings. Now the KCP signing, re-signing, I should say. Forty million dollars for KCP. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I would have gave him 40, forty mil, maybe twenty five mil. That's, 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 a, that's a playoff you know, paycheck right there. Yeah, that's a playoff paycheck. That's a playoff paycheck. But that's also uh, you that's know a that's, that's definitely a clutch thing. That's Rich Paul saying, "I'm gonna take care of my peoples." I gave you the <laughs> I gave you the homie discount last year. You know, I gave you that homie discount. It wasn't even a homie discount. Was that discount? Was it eight million a year? Hey, Dylan, was that a homie discount? Let me know. 
Oh yeah, homie discount for sure. For sure, bro. He got hit up. First of all, he hit us up for what the first time, sixteen million, right, something like that. And I think he came back on that other one. I think it was like fifteen million, and then he dropped down to eight. He wasn't going to settle for anything more. Well, wait a minute. It wasn't necessarily. I have to disagree with both of you because it wasn't necessarily a homie discount because you got a no trade clause. You of all people got a no trade clause. You pissed that system like nobody's business. That is clutch. So that's not. No, no, that's not a homie discount when you got a no trade clause. On an eight million. million I don't give a damn. It's eight (laughs) dollars. Right. You got a no trade clause. You of all people. Hey, Dylan, is KCP worth a no trade clause? Oh man. I will say I don't think he's worth I don't think he's worth the three year forty mil that we just signed him for. Um, but I will say I mean the trade clause I like KCP. He did some good work last season, especially in the bubble. Um, and as long as he keeps it up and, and he stays on track, I think it's going to be money well spent. He's a trade piece too. I, yeah, and, and, and wait, 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 wait. Does he have a no trade clause this time? Oh, that's true. Doesn't, it, no, I, I haven't heard I have, that. I think you have a third op- uh, a team option in the third okay. year. But I mean. But when we're talking about his worth, his worth isn't on the court, man. His worth is trying to keep LeBron and everything happy. So the fact that we're <laughs> he's basically him, we hired we got sports. him first to bring in LeBron. That he, was true. Man, he te- he but LeBron the water. Here now. But LeBron yeah, but at now. the same time, he's not going to get rid of his dude. I mean, I mean, well, look, you, you know what? You're right because LeBron was the first one to congratulate him on his contract. Yeah, you're not gonna get rid of his dude. <laughs> Listen, man. you could have paid that dude with boxes of Hennessy; he'd have been fine. Okay, forty million dollars. I just <laughs> wonder where is he getting that other forty? What other uh, offer did he have for forty? Right. I know. Yeah. I think the Knicks. The, the Knicks, Knicks were, were, Knicks were going to overpay him. Yeah, um, that's the and Knicks. at the time we were playing around with um, Atlanta had um, had some, um, I think, some uh, cap space. Um, and Atlanta's made some moves. We'll get to that soon. Too. Yeah. So anyway, but uh, but going with our uh, what we we're talking about with our guys that we have, dude, I, I'm really excited for Dennis Schroeder. Um, the fact is that he's definitely going to be our third scorer, and the fact that he doesn't need he's not LeBron dependent. That's what happened last year. We had a lot of guys that were LeBron dependent. You know, you kick it out to the three. Danny Green's supposed to hit the shot. You know, Avery Bradley, you know, he had limited game. He needed LeBron to get off. You know, same thing. With, I mean, you know, the only person that we had that was like to be able to go ahead and do his own thing was Kuzma, and he was just too inconsistent. So now we actually have a person, if you close out too hard on the three, my man is going to go blow by you. He's going to wreak havoc in the, in the middle. And you're able to hit a three-pointer at a high clip. He's going to be a really good asset, something that the Lakers haven't had in a long time. I mean, really, if you think about it, you go back and think about the the scoring guards that the Lakers have had. I don't – probably the best scoring guard since – I mean, point guard, not not shooting guard, point guard, Van Axel. I was going to say it goes way before Fish. Van has to go before Fish. It has to be Van Axel because you can't say D'Angelo Russell because D'Angelo Russell blew up after – yeah. He was with the Lakers, mm-hmm. but I would say yeah. that would. But but then if you could go ahead and say you throwing Ramon Sessions, if you're trying to be crazy and be funny, <laughs> you're trying to be funny with me and say Ramon Sessions. So I'm like, okay, come on, dude, let's stop playing. But you gonna say Smush Parker next? Yeah, no, I'm not gonna say Smush Parker. <laughs> Smush Parker ain't never scored nothing like that before. But I'm telling you right now, Shooter is actually going to. And then Harold. I mean, you know, I just I just love the work rate. I think he's. Yeah. I think him going to be uh, just his tenacity on the just the offensive and offensive rebounding and the way he does his thing. It's going, man, man. I'm I'm excited, man. I'm 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 hyped. I'm gonna right. tell you what I'm, I'm more happy about. I'm happy that we got rid of. Uh, Danny Green, or I'm sorry, Daniel. Daniel That's Daniel. Green. You mean Lionel so, Richie Jr. Jr. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, so you know, I mean, like I, I I agree, I agree with everything that you got to say about uh, you know Schroeder. 
I mean, you know, he's definitely a great impact. But the fact that we got rid of Daniel Green at the same time, that's like when we got Powell Casal and got rid of Kwame Brown. That's how I feel about that's, that. You feel <laughs> that it's that big of a difference? Think, Dylan? Well, let, let's, you agree with let's Dylan? go over that. Oh, my bad. Dylan, really quick, let's go over that. Okay, so we have uh, Wesley Matthews in, Dennis Schroeder in, Harrell in, KCP in. We assume AD is coming back. But out is Rondo, Bradley, Howard, and Green. And, of course, Quinn Cook, but he didn't play much of a role in the playoffs. So we'll stick with this. Did we get better, Dylan? Honestly, I, I absolutely, I think we did. And first and foremost, I want to give a huge uh, hats off to Rob Polinka, who I think did yep. a phenomenal job. I think Montrez Harold was the biggest shock to all of us. When I heard the news, I mean, to steal the sixth man of the year from the Los Angeles Clippers, um, obviously with the help of Clutch Sports, Rich Paul. But I think, you know, <laughs> down the line, I think, you know, we not only did we get younger, um, but we got some, some real dogs on the team this upcoming season. And I'm extremely excited to see, you know, everyone from Dennis Schroeder. I think Wesley Matthews is going to be a phenomenal defender. He's going to hit some big shots. Um, Montrez Harrell is going to do what he does. And, you know, you just line those guys up right next to LeBron James and Anthony Davis, and the sky's the limit. Yeah, I think the Lakers are death row records. I mean, you look at <laughs> think about this, right? Great so, analogy, if you, analogy. So, if you look at if you look at Rich Paul, Rich Paul is Suge Knight. Yeah. All right, Le, Le, LeBron is Dr. Dre. Okay, okay. All okay. right, David Kenner is Rob Palenka. <laughs> okay, and Snoop is AD. All right, all right. <laughs> so you look at how they steal people away. Like, hey, don't worry about that contract. Like, come on, yeah, we get you. Want to be all on the court? All with the ball, with the rebounds. Come on over to the clutch, Lakers. That's what he is. Like that's that's what I look at this team. I'm like, dude, they didn't bully and like, like just bulldoze their way to making deals that you didn't think they could make. And all of a sudden, you see like the brand new deal, and they popping up on different like contracts and stuff. Like this, this is phenomenal to me. Yeah. Like this is this is the ultimate game of Monopoly, and you just playing to win, uh, outstanding. And then if you take you know the the narrative of last season. A lot of that was that because the Lakers and Palinka held for Kawhi, that this was sort of a team of misfits. You signed Rondo, you signed Howard, you signed Morris, you signed all these players that had nowhere else to go. Of course, we took it to a championship, and LeBron, give him credit for reviving just more careers than any man in the NBA ever getting his boys paid. Um, but, I mean, Polinka took, a, you know, that band of misfits. LeBron took them to a title, LeBron and Vogel and AD. But now he's changed that, and he's turned that into a team. I mean, a championship team that didn't win it last year, but he t- the Misfits wanted this team is even more impressive. Yeah. I wouldn't call them Misfits. I think it was strategically done. We just didn't understand how strategically right. they were moving yeah. because these guys could play. We all know Rondo could play. Right. We saw what he did in New Orleans. We saw what he's done with the Boston Celtics at that time. We knew what Dwight Howard could do. We just wanted to see what where was that Dwight Howard that we were accustomed hey, to seeing honestly, years prior. Honestly, I thought the white was going to get cut by December. Yeah, you I did. Mean, I mean, we, we, we were talking about it like this cat, you know, it's all about himself. You know, he bounced around the league to four or five different teams. He still got the same double shake in the turn. You know, he, yeah. he never developed his game. But I liked how he came mm-hmm. in and, you know, understood his role. He wasn't an all-star, wasn't a superstar anymore. He was a role player, and, and he played that role to a T. So I really was happy about but, how he you know came in this year. But you also look how they embraced him, and that's something that was missing from the other teams that you mentioned because LeBron 
AD, guys like that, when they hung out in Vegas, you know, when we could hang out, um, they embraced him. You saw them sitting down during the summer league. You saw him at WNBA games. They embraced him and let him know, look, this is your role, but we're embracing you so you can still be yourself. And I think that was a problem that Dwight had the first time with the Lakers. He couldn't really be himself because he didn't know how to be himself because Kobe was like, look, get your behind in shape, get in here, and let's work. LeBron is a little bit more of a finesser. Well, because, you know, look, I I remember when when he was in Orlando and – you know, you see, you know, they do the locker room shot right before the game. Everybody dressed with this dude. This dude had a black muscle shirt on, still admiring himself while the coaches are giving, you know, giving the pregame pep talk. So, you know, even when, even when, um, you know, you know, we're South Bay Laker season ticket holders, we was watching him come out. He came out with no shirt. Like, hey, this guy go out here trying I mean, to shoot free seriously, he had with no, no shirt. shirt on, bro. Like this dude, I'm like, dude, you know. Why, why are you out there with no shirt? Admiring yourself. I'm so tired of you worrying about yourself. All right, Pat. I have, we have a listener here that uh, chimed in, and he's got a good question here. Uh, Jose Lugo is asking, yeah, the offense is better, but did the defense get worse? He believes the defense is worse for this team. What do you think, Pat? Um, okay, so for me, I think the defense is going to be – first of all, I think – Vogel is a defensive mastermind. So, so as long as he puts in his system, I think he's going to put the, posi- the players in position to actually succeed. Um, now, I know people are going to look at the athleticism of Dwight Howard and wonder, are, are we going to be missing that in the, in the center position? Also with JaVale McGee. However, we did pick up um, um, uh, Marcus All. Yeah. And with Marcus All, we just needed him for pretty much, I think, he's the piece for Joker. Like, that's, I don't see how he would be able, because once they go small, he's not going to be able to do his thing. He's going to be too slow, fo- slow-footed. That's when we put AD at the, fi- at the you know at the five, Harold at the four, and then we just go go to work. So that's how I think you know we're going to go ahead. And if that's the case, Harold is, doesn't have to go against you know the big. He's only six eight. We got seven footers that actually can do some things. Yeah. So he's not going to be ha- have the same you know role that he had with the Clippers with us. So I mean that's I think that the, the, the I think overall the defense will be I think cons- consistent. It might be a little bit off. It might be a little bit down, but we were top three in defense maybe, and I think we dropped down to top six. So our offense efficiency though is going to go through the roof. So we're going to be putting points on the board, and it's going to be you know hard for us to lose leads even though. So what do you I think, think we'll be Nick? okay. Yeah, I, I think when you look at the different dynamic, I think defense is going to be different. I don't think it's going to be it's going to be down as much as m- many people are suspecting it may be. I think it's going to be different because, as you mentioned, it's a different dynamic now because you did lose, and also you lost Avery Bradley part, you know, as well, which right. you lost his defense. Uh, but I think if, if the Lakers can get somehow get a guy like Nick Batum, who is also good yeah, defensively, still out there, and they if they can acquire him on top of Marcus All being a rim protector and a rebounder and things, and mind you, Marcus All can shoot the distance. Yes, so you already have shooters, but, right. but when you have it on a defensive side, you can grab rebounds, get the distance, and then you got a scrapper like Montrez Harrell who, who will scrap on the floor, get the rebound, kick it back out, and yep. get a you know fresh set of twenty four. So I think it's going to be different, but the the key for me is the chemistry. 
How much will these guys be able to gel and right. how quickly will they be able to gel with 72 games? Little, pretty much, I don't consider it a training camp, but I know they will have one. You got three preseason games and you jump right into December 22nd, which we don't know how long LeBron's going to play mm-hmm. because we know he's going to more than likely play on Christmas Day. That's the NBA payday. You Every superstar that's willing and able <laughs> under Adam Silver will He'll be play. playing at some point. <laughs> you will not be messing with Adam Silver's no, money. No. Now, at, no. now December 26th, yeah, you might be taking, you oh, might be playing all. 10 minutes <laughs> or no minutes at all. Right. That's fine. Take a week off, take a month off. Yeah, fine. Yes. But I think when you, that's what that's what's really going to tell the tale. When LeBron sits out a lot of these games or AD sits out a lot of these games, that's going to tell the tale of how everybody else is able to jail and then have them inserted right back, meaning LeBron and AD or whoever's out, insert them back in, how well do they be able to pick up and still be in that rhythm. That's going to be the, the, the real question for this Laker team in my estimation. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, Dylan, you still with us? I'm still here, guys. All right. Um, I, got I, a, I got a question for you really quick here. Um, Money Mike has a little bit of an issue. He doesn't necessarily see Marcus Saul as a better player or a better fit for this team. He actually likes McGee and Jose Lugo actually feels the same online. What do you feel about that, Dylan? And I'm going to let you and Money Mike go out that right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I mean, my hope is uh, we had Paul Gasol before and I hope, you know, Marcus Saul can come in and, and, not replicate, but he can have the same outcome as what his brother had. Um, I do, however, I think Marcus All is going to be a big piece for us. Uh, he he could definitely stretch the floor. He can hit that three ball. He's going to be a huge threat on the offensive and defensive end for us. Um, and even if he comes off the bench, um, you know we didn't see Javale McGee late into the bubble, late into that playoff stretch. Um, you know we really had Dwight in there getting really aggressive with players. So I do think. You know, moving forward with obviously JaVale now being sent to Cleveland, um, I'm actually really, really looking forward to Marcus Saul. I'm, you mean, I'm not going to say that he's going to be better than him, um, but I really hope to see some productive minutes from him. And I do think he's going to have a really big impact on this team. Yeah, see, so look, I like Marcus Saul. Redrafted him. <laughs> then we traded. I think it's hilarious. I think it's hilarious that first of all we drafted him, traded him, traded for, him, his him for his brother, and now we, we traded, got him traded him to come back. That's yep. like funny in itself. You know, <laughs> I think, but I think Marcus Saul is. You know, he he has that name recognition. He's more of a name brand player, but at the same time, I don't know how much he has left in the tank. You know, he, he only averaged you know what about five six points a game last year. Um, yeah, and, and and you know he does he does give defensive presence. But I don't know how much more he could give, or uh, more or less, between JaVale and McGee and him. You know, he he, he can't stretch it. Mm-hmm. But, but but JaVale, you know, definitely much better rim protector. Relying on Vogel to work him in, right, Nick? Right. Well, I mean, JaVale McGee was serviceable. He served his purpose. But like all things, you got to go when you got to go. And I like the fact that they flipped him in a second-round pick to Cleveland and they got Jordan Bell. Long Beach Poly's own Jordan Bell, hey. who I think is much younger. I think he can learn from guys like like Trez and and Marcus as far as how to play his position and be that that guy that we all know he could possibly be. I mean, he had a great start being under Draymond Green when he was drafted by the Warriors, and then got flipped to I believe Minnesota it was, um, which was really unfortunate because I think that kind of stunted his growth. Um, but now he has an opportunity, if they, especially with a non guaranteed contract, if they hold on to him, which I think the Lakers would be smart I think to. They should. 
uh, he can learn from that and then maybe get you some 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 you know garbage time minutes yeah. and really show what he can do. Uh, much like how we saw with Dwight Howard, he had the yeah. non guaranteed contract. So um, listen, sometimes you got you got to make sacrifices. Sometimes you got to trade pieces that you may not want to necessarily trade, but you have to to better the team overall. And they're looking at the finish line. They're looking at okay, look. We got a bullseye on our back, as I said earlier. How are we going to repeat? How are we going to create a dynasty? We can't create a dynasty if we don't move some pieces that we probably need to move to get better and younger. Right. And you know what's funny? Because we were just uh, talking about it earlier about uh, how, like, you know, we were held hostage last year by Kawhi, right? And then, you know, there were stories coming out that, that Rob Plinko didn't understand the cap. And, you know, everyone was just talking all kind of stuff, right? And so now it felt like Rob Plinko was like, I won the championship and now I'm playing with house money. And now I'm going to show you exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to show you how I work this cap. I'm going to show you exactly that I know the cap. Not only do I know the cap, I'm going to go <laughs> ahead and bring in people that you didn't even think was coming. Like we, we, we've totally have flipped the script script. And now the Lakers are, I mean, I, I mean, I'm biased. Yeah. I'm, I'm you know, I'm a Laker <laughs> fan. I mean, I'm, I, I'm definitely a biased person, but just looking at it on paper, I don't know what other teams can do to because we now have championship medal. It's not like we don't have that, so we have that component. So if we're in those games where we're supposed to lose, you need to bring your some you know your kind of playoff experience to the table because we're already going to come in there and not choke in those closing seconds. So now, on paper, personnel wise, I don't think you're going to be able to get us, and then men- mentally. I don't think you're going to be able to beat us now. So it's going to be hard to get. And first of all, it was already hard to get us, you know, beat us four times. And, and that's just like that's to say that they can beat this 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 Laker team that we see now assembled four times in a seven game series. I mean, I don't I just don't see it. I mean, even if the Harden now, I mean, that'll kind of like get your you know, antennas up if Harden goes in the nets. But at the same time, we know how to guard Harden. I mean, we literally oh, yeah. know how to guard Harden. We can take Harden. Out of any game, so I just don't see everybody already giving KD a hundred percent credit for coming back a hundred percent. Well, or even close to. I, I say this real quick about Rob Palenka. I think if the Lakers happen to win the championship again this year, he definitely deserves Executive of the Year. There's yes. no excuse why he shouldn't get Executive of the Year. If he doesn't get it, 100%. it's a it's a joke. It's a travesty. I, I, that, that brings up one of my questions here, guys, and, and this kind of tugs at the heartstrings. Um, was Kobe's last gift to Laker fans Rob Palinka's endorsement to Jeannie Buss for <laughs> wow. that position? What do you think, Dylan? Wow. Um, man, I think Kobe is, is an everlasting, everlasting gift. I mean, I think, you know, that win for Kobe mentality that we've had this season, I think that's forever going to be a thing that's going to stick with Laker fans. Um, but, I mean, I'm so thankful for Rob Polinka. We were in a little bit of a, a shaky ride when, when Magic Johnson was, was handling things, some questionable trades. Um, but, you know, since Rob Polinka took the reins, I've been nothing but happy, and um, I think he's done a fantastic job so far. I agree. I think we all agree here. We all feel confident. Oh yeah. yeah, in the path that the Lakers are taking. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, one thing about Rob Pelinka, he knows how to talk to people. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah, he, knows, he, knows, okay, he knows how to negotiate and knows how to. You know, he brought KCP over. He knew he was going after LeBron. So I guess you know mm-hmm. it's almost like, hey, how's the pool? Is the water warm or is it cold? Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I KCP, think, yeah. Come on, come yeah. on over here, man. The water's perfect. 
I it, think it, with Kobe, I mean, with Kobe, I think Kobe's not going to bring somebody in. You got to look at what Kobe brings. Like, if you can't, he, first of all, you, this man hung with Kobe, which means yeah, he had to be on he, a totally different you. level. Thank you. He wouldn't have anybody else. Dead. You're absolutely right. 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 Absolutely so, right. you don't think Kobe's not going to put his name on the line for anybody if he doesn't feel like you can do exactly. the job that you're going up for. Exactly. So, I think he knew what Rob was doing. Like, like they said, him and Rob had talks years and years prior when he was still an agent about being an executive in the NBA. He just didn't think you know it'll be with the Lakers but I mean wherever it was going to go uh-huh. so I think Kobe and then also too you got to give Kobe some credit for helping to recruit LeBron James yep. and in addition to Magic and LeBron but it was also Kobe when we, we later found out Kobe's input had a lot to do with it as well I mean him speaking to the fans hey man give LeBron a give chance him his blessing. give him a give let him let him show you what he can do absolutely so that was Kobe calling off the wolves like hey just let's relax okay let's, let's yeah because we got one we got one right now <laughs> in, in, in the studio we, we had a person that basically just who you know who <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to call you out Mike hey, uh, hey. But, I knew it <laughs> so, yeah. so so look look I, I <laughs> <laughs> so, so Dylan, you know, I'm, I'm introduced to I'm Mike, I'm Money Mike, and I'm not a LeBron fan. You know, I did thank you. Doesn't that sound like an AA meeting or something? <laughs> That's what it sounds like. He's yeah, sitting right, right here. Right. It, Hi, my name's Money Mike, and I'm not a LeBron fan. I'm sorry. Hi, Money Mike. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. right. Hi, Money Mike. I, I'm, not, I'm not a LeBron fan. I mean, you know, I, I, uh, one, one of my complaints about LeBron is that, I mean, he does an amazing job in patting the stats, but he doesn't affect the game. And and I mean that in this and I mean that in the sense. Here we go. You know I'm about to get yelled at again. Yeah, I got about you. To get I mean that in the sense there. If, if I I like the LeBron that's aggressive, that goes to hold, that that puts other teams in foul trouble. I like that LeBron. I don't like the LeBron that goes bounces the ball to nine seconds left and then either shoots the uh, three pointer. Either rather he makes it or miss it or passes off for assists. He gets a lot of gets a lot of stats and you know he'll get twenty five, you know twelve and ten. He get the triple double, but my perfect example like when when we were playing um, in, in in the finals and they and they went we had seven people that played the whole the opposing uh, team. Everybody was hurt and they had seven people that played. My whole thing is LeBron would have gone to the hole. He would have got a couple people in foul trouble and they would have gone. Deeper into the bench, I like I like that type of player that's going to go and not only um, you know just pad the stats, but he's going to get people in foul trouble. Are, are, are you done, sir? Yeah, I want to, to let you finish before. <laughs> you I, know, I know what you're going to say. He is the greatest player. He took. You know, know one to Cleveland, all the nobodies. I know what you're going to say. So right. go ahead. Go ahead. Let's go. It. Let's go. Well, first of all, let me say this. I don't know if you're talking about LeBron James or Russell Westbrook about stat padding. But anyway, since we're talking about LeBron James, let me clear something up for you. First of all, LeBron James does not need to stat pad. He is one of the biggest forces in the game today and has been for a very long time. Number two, if you looked at the playoffs in the NBA Finals, the times when AD went down during the regular season and in the playoffs when he was hurt or had ankle injuries, who was carrying the team? It was LeBron James carrying that team. It was LeBron James that team to victory even in the NBA finals when AD I believe it was game three or game four when AD was having ankle issues who was the man that was actually pushing pulling pushing the, the engine and pushing the, the the cart down the down the, the way it was LeBron James that was doing that so don't sit up here and tell me what the audacity that you have and ungen- <laughs> this the gall that you have to, this just to sit up here and disrespect LeBron James in the way that you just disrespected him so look, I, I cannot believe what I'm hearing right no, now no, you I claim got, to wait, be look, look, you claim 
claim to be a Laker hey, fan. I'm a got, big Laker I, fan. I, I got, I so got how in the guys. hell can you be a Laker fan and disrespect oh. what LeBron not, James has no, brought no, no. to the table? No, listen. You I, call him a stat pattern. That's not Russell Westbrook. No. That's LeBron James. Look, I have officially, I officially thanked him for getting us a ring. You, uh, yeah, that you, that know, you, you know what you are? Yeah, yeah, Thanks for this, but yeah, screw you. I told him, I told him, congratulations on your fourth ring. Thank you for giving my 17th. You know, but again, when listen, when I was upset when it was a minute twenty left in the game and um he was dribbling the ball, he slid in the third base, and then they went and, and ran down three point switch, and now we gotta have A D uh go ahead and get the game winning shot. I my question was posed. My, I posed when we asked the Marky Walker on the show, I said, When have we had a championship cover with a team where we're up with a uh by four with the ball when the minute twenty left in the game and we're worried about if we're gonna win that game or not? I mean that's been that's been all that's been in the bubble period. Well, I'm not even talking about the bubble. Didn't we squash that? And weren't the Lakers like 55 and 0 went up after the third quarter? So we kind of squashed with the Lakers. I mean, did we not did we not see the last run before the the untimely the uh, untimely end of the season during the March series when they beat Bucks? Go, they beat the Bucks. They beat the Clippers. Unfortunately, lost to the Brooklyn Nets. But I mean, that was that was a huge stretch for them. And did we not see LeBron step up the way where he was actually in the MVP conversation with Giannis? At the and during the second half of the season, year seventeen. I'm just saying, Lakers fans. Saying he's what not a growing, what, what Laker, I'm, not, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying he's not a good player. Laker he's, fans he's a Hall of Famer. should be off of LeBron's neck now. Laker fans. I mean, well, all support. First of all, because, because it seems like look, this is how I looked at the whole LeBron James and the and and the Laker fans and how it was like you know we're trashing you know murals and stuff around the city is because. You had people were so tired of hearing the LeBron versus Kobe argument. And so the Laker fans were very protective of Kobe. So they want to go ahead and protect Kobe's legacy. And so because of that, they have built this this the, this argument that LeBron is not as good as he is. Now, I was one of those people because I didn't like LeBron because of uh, they gave him everything I thought. Now he was the Lakers. I'm like one of those things like when the Jerry Rice came to the Raiders wasn't a big Jerry Rice fan, but Jerry Rice was on the Raiders. I'm all Jerry Rice. Now, it's like now, the thing is, you have, uh, um, now you have LeBron coming in, and um, and he's just, to me, he's, he's just like he's supposed to, you know, just doing what he's supposed to be. I think we got a call coming in. Yeah, though. let's see who's here here. Let's see. Hello, who's calling us here on the Profanity Nation hotline? How we doing? My name is Roland Bryan. I'm a fan of the show. How we doing tonight? All right, Roland. How, you How doing? are you? Hey, another Bryan. So just, just right, enjoying right the show. show. Yeah, so you obviously like Kobe Bryant, right, Roland? I, I love Kobe Bryant. I do. Don't put me on mic. I have my own argument. Thank you, though. <laughs> uh, what, I was, <laughs> well, what I want to say is this. Just, I don't want to take too much time. You guys have a great show tonight. I'm just driving down to 4 or 5. Thanks. But I want to say this. The reason why we just – it was just bad – it was bad timing for LeBron. We do. He, he, you're right. He got the stats. He led us in a lot of things, man. But for 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 Kobe to pass away right when he comes to the Lakers, and for us true Kobe fans to not see him embrace him enough, I understand at first he showed him love, but we didn't even embrace him through the whole championship. Then we would have gave him love, but that didn't happen. So it's going to take some more time for us to really get to that point where we need a couple more championships. So we just really it, it went over all the fans like me and Mike. That's all I have to say. Thank you, Rowan. Yeah, I, I agree. Look, uh, I always say, look, if if he goes to gets, gets his A-team, takes us over Boston, 
Man, all hail to the king. I'm gonna tell you right now, y'all. It's gonna be a hard conversation for a lot of folks if that fool, if LeBron James get a three peat. It's gonna be a hard. Oh, it's gonna be a hard conversation. Why, why, but why, okay, so why do you say? Why do you say it's gonna be a hard because, conversation? Because 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 beforehand it used to be the the three versus six. You know, the three and six. You know, in the finals and down, he's four and six, and so he's under five hundred. So he's still got that kind of like a blemish. However, not only did he go and he gets two ch- championships with Miami, he goes to Cleveland and brings them out of. the I mean, not a, I mean, really yeah, out, out of the trash. Mud and, and out of the trash. And, and, I mean, and, and that's, that's Cleveland, right? Back in right? The trash. And then put right back Go in the trash, uh-huh. right? And then he comes to the Lakers, and the Lakers, come on now. Let's be honest. I'm a Laker fan, true and true. And we all Laker fans, and we know we were floundering. We were out there just out there looking like, like trash. Six years. Okay, right. and, and we were not. And we were trying to. We were the youth movement, the youth movement. We got to keep the youth, the youth. And now, the, and now we getting championships. And we ain't appreciating these championships. Now that's no, what I'm. That's, I, hey, I that's, that's what I'm trying to look at. Like, what's really going on now? I mean, the man go over here, <laughs> and he start playing now. I mean, we talking about stab. I mean, we at this point, we just poking holes. We just poking yeah, holes. Yeah. Let's be and, honest. And, and, if LeBron was uh, padding his stats. He would easily have a triple double every game. Forty points, fifteen rebounds. Sis, he has to count on his other players, but at least a triple-double, maybe 10 to 12 assists, if he was patting his stats easily every game. And I yeah. think, too, with Kobe, it goes beyond basketball for Laker fans. It's yeah. the city yeah. of Los Angeles and yeah. what Kobe meant to the city, not yeah. just to the, the franchise. Heart. And exactly. for, for LeBron exactly. to come in here in Kobe's territory, so to speak, mm-hmm. And it's like it's like if Kobe would have went to Mike, to Chicago exactly. and Michael Jordan. We all exactly. know what Michael Jordan did to Chicago exactly. and the Bulls organization, right? Great, great analogy. So it's the same way. It's no different. The only reason why they embraced him more in Miami because D Wade was like like the gentleman on the on the call said D Wade was still around. He embraced LeBron. He even took a back seat to LeBron after a year and said, "Hey man, I'll be Nightwing, you be Batman, mm-hmm. and you go ahead and lead us because I can't do it." And I think that's why right. he was he had love in the three hundred five. But it's not the same when you're stepping in someone's territory who at, at the time was alive. And unfortunately, his untimely demise, his untimely demise, and we didn't see that. And then LeBron hasn't really done a whole lot in the city right. to say, "Hey, man, I'm embracing the city along with Laker fans as a whole." Mm-hmm. I think once if mm-hmm. we ever see LeBron go south of the ten freeway and and do the things that Kobe Bryant at least a smidget of the things that Kobe Bryant did mm-hmm. in various communities around Los Angeles, mm-hmm. much like how we see him doing Akron and some things he did in Miami, then I think I think more Laker fans will be even more involved because before, even though we're Laker, you know, many of us are Laker fans, we're Angelinos at the same time. Mm-hmm. And that, that stretches across anything beyond any team, beyond anything else. Exactly. Dylan, do you like exactly. LeBron? Because first of all, I, let me just say this. Thank you, Rowan. <laughs> Dylan, before you answer the question, I wasn't saying anything tonight. You know, I was just sitting here. I was just sitting here, and we was having a good old conversation. And then they want to go, my, my co-host want to go put me on blast. But it's cool. I sure did, man. I, I, I sure it's did. All good. I, I, so I Dylan, you, man. So, Dylan, what do you feel about LeBron, man? Look, I'm going to be honest. I Obviously, I'm a Kobe fan first. Yeah. Um, I think that's a given. Um, I, I never liked LeBron James before he came to Los Angeles and put on the purple and gold. But as a Laker fan, when, when someone puts on that, that purple and gold armor, we embrace them no matter who they are, no matter if they're an enemy, you know, no matter what. Um, but what I will say is, as a whole, just from my speculation, is I don't think Los Angeles will ever embrace LeBron James like we've embraced Kobe for his 20 years in the purple and gold. I think that's something, unfortunately, with his timely de- untimely death, you know, without Kobe's approval, 
in that way. You know, Los Angeles fans are never going to be able to recognize that and give him uh, that approval that that we that we're looking for. I would um, agree. I would not agree to say he's that. great. Um, you know, not to say he's not great. Um, and I and I think this also brings up another question too. You know, in regards to jersey retirement down the road, oh how many LeBron has to win in order for that? But um, you know, I support LeBron James fully. He's um, but in my opinion, Kobe is always going to be greater. Yeah, that's hey, a good see, point. hey, I 100% agree with point. you. Now, Dylan, let, let me tell you a little bit about me. No, I'm diehard purple and gold. Oh, no. uh, you know, Laker Look fan. I have, a per- I have a Laker room. Laker room. We got to put a Laker timer room. on this? No, no, no. Real quick. <laughs> I have a Laker room. This is only an hour, hour and a half, an uh, hour and 15 minutes. You show. get 20 seconds. So, so listen, <laughs> I, I'm going to cut to the chase. I have a ball. I have a ball that has everybody that's retired on the wall except for Will Chamberlain. Real, real quick, I went and got these autographs. So all the way from Gail Goodrich to Kobe to Shaq, you know, everybody that's retired on the wall, I have them on my ball. James Worthy, everything. So it, it, it's a struggle for me because, you know, I feel the same way you feel. Like, you know, all right, LeBron's here. We got a root for him. I rooted for him like I rooted for Carl Malone. And Carl Malone was here, you know. And, and so, um, hey, listen, I want to win the championship. If they retired his number, and I think in order for him to do that, we definitely have to go over, uh, you know, get at least 18. Already you know? done. Well, at, that's two championships. Already so, done. So he gets yeah. two rings. He's so, already gotten his number so, retired. So if they, the if they, retire, yeah, if, if they retire his number, then I have to get him signed on my ball because he deserves to be on it's it. It's going to happen. If they retire LeBron, they damn sure better retire Powell Gasol. Oh, they got to do it first. Yes. They got to yes. do, yes. do that first. first. Exactly. They yeah. better retire his first. jersey. They're going to Powell. It should do it this year Powell while his brother is on the team. They should be thinking and about And while he's still connected to the to the Lakers family. Yeah, you know what? And look, and I love I love Paul Gasol, especially with right Marcus Gasol. There, you're right. Well, look, I love how he's just around Vanessa and 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 been there, rock. Yeah, that's between, right. You know what I mean? Because you know, it, for us, you know, we we lost lost a legend. We lost somebody that you know that we grew and watched, but they lost like dad and, and husband. And the fact that um, you know Russell Wilson and especially Paul Gasol goes there, it's um it's it's amazing what he does. All right, Laker Boost, Dylan. Please tell our followers and our listeners how they can keep up with you and get the information and get all the news that you love to share. Absolutely. You, if anyone's interested, you guys can find me on Instagram at Laker Boost. I'm also on Facebook. Um, I'm trying to get on YouTube. I'm trying to get that thing going. Um, but as of now, just primarily Facebook and Instagram. That's great. Of course, we talked. We're going to get you in studio soon, right? Absolutely. I would love to come down and, and come chat with you guys. Absolutely. Thank Dylan, you, thank, you. thank you so much for joining us tonight. We'll have you on real soon. Thank you, guys. Thank you. All right. Thanks a lot, Dylan. All right. Some excellent talk, guys. We have some more free agency news. We're going to talk about some other teams. However, we do have to do a little pay a bill here really quick. So we're going to go ahead and take care of that. And we'll be right back. Hey, guys, you got to check out the Pure Life Alternative Wellness Center. It's a family-owned and operated pre-ICO, Prop D compliant, and recreational collective serving Chatsworth, the San Fernando Valley, and the surrounding Los Angeles areas. They offer discounts for all our veterans and seniors 55 plus, as well as first-time patient and referral discounts. You can order online at purelifesfv.org. That's purelifesfv.org. (laughs) 
All right, we're back. We have some interesting things coming up here, guys. We're going to still talk about, we have tons to cover. We're going to talk about other free agency news. Let's get here. Let's go with Nick. Nick, the, one of the biggest things that came out of free agency to start was the Bucks were making some moves. They were making some uh, trades and possibly a sign-in trade with with Bogdan from, from Sacramento uh, two days before Whoops. they were allowed to negotiate that. That fell through. Um, that was a mess. A mess doesn't even describe what transpired <laughs> with that. That was a dumpster fire. I mean, when you look at which, what's on the line, I mean, you got Giannis, who could sign a five-year, $250 million deal, max deal, you know, more than likely, right? You're trying to appease him to stay. I will even go a step further and say the NBA wants him to stay in Milwaukee because of that new arena they built. All-Star Weekend is coming up. They got to sell it like a per- like one of these people, these women of the night. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so. Like a fat kid. Like they got to make sure they sell it like nobody's business. And they did a piss poor job selling Giannis on staying in Milwaukee. First of all, who the hell wants to stay in Milwaukee when you don't have to? That's right. And you got all these other options. And to me, yes, I like Drew Holiday. I think he's the, uh, he's a true point guard. But they gave up too much for him <laughs> to stay. And then you yep. and you Bogdanovich, you you couldn't land him. They paid a similar price as AD, right? No, they and paid they, more, they paid more, more. <laughs> and the thing about it is, you got other monies tied up into other players that have. And they, so you lost Eric Bledsoe, right? You so here is which, which which is the upgrade. Right, Bledsoe over to Hall, yeah, but yeah, but not for what, they what you gave it up, not yeah, they not, yeah, not by much, not by that much. Man, you could have got you a deuce in the quarter for real for that one, <laughs> seriously, and, and and put some white walls on there and soup up the engine. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, Easily. to me, I think the but I, I don't see Giannis staying in Milwaukee long term. I think he goes either to the Miami Heat or he comes west. And I ain't talking about the Lakers. Yeah, I know. Mm. Are you, you talking wonder, southwest or northwest? I'm talking about north. I know. No, I'm, I was worried. I'm, I'm talking about the same state that we stay in. Yeah. And I ain't talking about the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's one of the reasons why the other team across the hall may not be doing a whole lot of moves to free up some money. And you got an owner with some deep pockets that's willing to go into the into the, into the luxury tax to, to get what he needs to get. And another new arena on the way. Right on the way as they break ground in the summer of 2021, you know, give or take how this COVID situation, you uh-huh. know, subsides. But I can see that happening because that would be a major move. And also to keep Kawhi Leonard to sign him long term. Yeah, they're going to have to do something. They're going to have to make a major move. And, and who's to say? I mean, I know all, all, all the arrows are pointing at South Beach and I know he has a home down there. And I know South Beach is. Hey, man, it's South Beach, Jack. It's South Beach. Ain't, ain't, ain't too much beating South Beach. Yeah. Tax wise and everything yep. else, um, but I think the Bucks. I think he's gone. Regardless if he starts, you know, this year with the Bucks, I think he tests the free agency waters, and I think he 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 purifies himself in the waters of by the South Beach <laughs> well, or uh, Venice Beach. Well, 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 the fact that he said, the fact that he said, "Hey, if you guys give me some help, I'll stay, and if you don't, we'll see." <laughs> and and, and, and remember, what happened? Remember, it, okay, you guys watched The Dark Knight. I'm sure some of you guys watched it. Yeah. Okay, you remember when Harvey, when they told Harvey, when they when Harvey Dent was having a conversation with the dude and he said, well, it can't hurt your chances. 
Yeah. That's pretty much what Giannis said. Yeah. Yeah. You can't hurt your chances if yeah. you do do this. Yeah. But I'm not saying I'm gonna stay, yeah. but it can't hurt your chances. Yeah. Yeah. That's basically what we have yeah. in this yeah. situation. Yeah. And the fact that they have botched this. So if you if you if you uh, make the trade and it comes off you know flawlessly and you got then they're on the court and they got chemistry and they're winning games, then it's cool. But then if you botch this kind of situation right now, you show I mean the whole world, especially him, your incompetence. And that is not you can't like you know you don't have faith in that front office knowing damn well that they need to they needed to knock it out of the park this year, and they did some move, but these are not the moves that are going to shake up the NBA. It's because it's still the same thing that we've seen before. Giannis can he you know if we pack the paint can he hit those jumpers to make the defenses honest, and who is going to be around to help him do that. His game also has to take another step. I mean, I like Giannis a lot, but I think his name, his game needs to step up a little bit before we start putting him in, you know, in that playoff kind of guy. Because right now, he's too guardable, and um, and 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 also I was I'm surprised that you know in the, in the playoffs he didn't really guard like Jimmy Butler and things like that. So it was it was like you know, hey man, to me, being a Laker fan, seeing how many times we won championships. Um, seeing how many times that we've, uh, you know, have done this, we know what the pedigree is. We see it. We know exactly what's supposed to be on the court, and we we we're going to see if they're going to go ahead and step up to the to the plate. So it's going to be interesting uh, in that regard. Um, there were some other people I think got paid. Yeah, we got um, some people getting paid here. Um, it looks like Jordan Clarkson, former Laker, former G Leaguer, Jordan yeah. Clarkson gets paid to the got tune. Paid. From the Jazz to the tune of fifty-two million. Good for him, man. Good. For yeah, him. good. For, I don't hate anybody that gets gets paid. I don't believe there's anything called overpayment. I think that's just back pay for what you were supposed to get. <laughs> uh, but I mean, what they had to spend the money. You might as well get Jordan Clark. But the bigger thing is Spider Mitchell getting one hundred ninety-five yes. million off the top. Yes. My man jumped in the pool when yeah, he heard the news, did, bro. Did. And didn't mind sharing it either. No, as you should. <laughs> as all you, you can. So I mean, listen. I, I I love I love the fact that Spider Mitchell is going to be a mainstay in Utah. I think Utah needs that. Yes. Um. He is box office. He's big time. Uh. He definitely gives it his all. I mean, there's the, we saw what he did in the bubble, going back and forth. Um, I think he needs a little bit more help in Utah to get yeah. over the hump, or at least be in contention to get to the conference finals at some point. But I think they're on the right track. I like what Utah is doing. God, I never thought I would say that. but Yeah, no, yeah. it feels dirty. I, I like what they're doing. I like yeah, they're doing good things, and they've got a decent coach. Quinn Snyder, good coach. The the villain, Quinn Snyder. The villain. The villain. That's all right. He gets it done. He so, gets it done. So here's my question. Is Hayward worth $120 million? Uh-huh. No, man, but you Ooh. know what? I'm going to tell you right now. That's a problem. I'm going to tell you right now. Michael Jordan. You know, no, no, let's, let's, let's just bring it. Let's put the, put the blame on the feet where it's supposed to go. Remember, remember about three years ago, four years ago, free agency opened up and we made the first call to Timothy oh, Mozgov. Oh, cup check. Cupcheck is the one that's over there giving out those stupid contracts <laughs> over there, and, and, and he's not paying Kimba Walker. He let Kimba Walker leave, and he go ahead and pay Jordan uh, Gordon Hayward. So I'm just saying that this we ain't making those kind of deals anymore over here. I still see it being done <laughs> or somewhere else, and there's only one person that I can go ahead and blame. And that he on. got a ball, and right? Yes, uh, you know, yes. and I can't totally disagree with you, but let's let's keep this also in perspective. Who signs the checks? It's Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Yeah. So, and without even if Mitch if Mitch Cupcheck said no, I don't want to deal with this player. 
If Michael Jordan says you're going to deal with this player or be out of a job, what do you think Mitch Kupchak's going to do? You're going to get in line. Oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, so he was right there with not, Jim Buss before. Right. <laughs> I mean, we used to call him asleep at the switch, Mitch. Yes. So I mean, and I, and I think I think Mitch Kupchak is a good general manager. I think he knows talent. I'm not I'm not going to take anything away hey, from him. He got us. He got us championships. Yeah, so. but here, think about this too. Mitch, I, I don't want. I don't want to have that conversation, bro. But Mitch, I'm gonna hurt, hurt some feelings. Listen, right. Mitch, right. Mitch put. <laughs> look at it this way: if you, if you want to look at the glass half full type of thing, Mitch Kupchak put the Lakers in position to get a championship in 2020 because they were able to move. When you got Magic and Palinka in there, they were able to move those salaries and they were able to move make, create some room to be able to get a LeBron James even to even consider coming out here. And this was years prior than than, than you know with LeBron, so. Uh-huh. You know, you, like I said, I gotta blame not only Mitch, but I gotta blame his airness. <laughs> you got it. You got to hand it where it belongs. The other team in the East making a splash this year is it has to be Atlanta. Atlanta signs Rondo, Gallinari, Bogdan. Woo. Heard about them wings, man. Something about them lemon pepper wings. <laughs> right? Heard about something about them wings. And we ain't man. going for the wings. <laughs> I mean, magic, it's magic in that city. That's some moves over there. That's some moves. Is Atlanta now one of the favorites in the East? I won't say the favorites, but I think they've definitely upgraded. They went. They they are the girl that got augmentation in the BBL. So, and so now they look even more. They look even. They look, they look a lot better than they did beforehand. Because God bless them. Trey Young was just giving his all Bro. and getting worked. And it looked like his hair was just leaving. I mean, like his hair was receding faster than Stephen A. Man, I was like, this man hair is receding faster than I can just man. man like, hey, hey, but you know what? I'm happy for it. It's just wispy. I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> Is it wispy? Yeah. To the wispies? Yeah. His check would just, you can see kind of like right through that. Like, oh, bro, man. My man. Sorry, you're getting paid anyways. <laughs> getting back to business. You're getting paid anyways. <laughs> hey, I'm happy for Rondo. You know, he got $15 million. Yeah, man. You know, and, and he did what he was supposed to do. He's going to be the uh, only, what, the second player and the first known player mm-hmm. <laughs> to yeah. get a championship with the Celtics and Lakers. <laughs> so go get your money at and that And he point. did not go sign get... with the Clips. That's no, which, right, which, which, which was a big blow to the yes, Clippers right. because they needed a yes. floor general. They needed a voice in that locker room. Yes. And unless they get that, they're not going to be as successful yep. as everybody thinks they are, at least for this season. Right. I like the move with that because I think it helps Trey Young yep. because we all know Rondo eventually wants to be a coach. So I think he's going to kind of be coaching on the floor and coaching on the fly with Trey Young. And I think it's going to be an improvement for Trey Young. Yep. I mm, think it's going to be an scary. improvement for that entire Hawks you know, staff and players because you got a veteran now. You have yep. a floor general. You got a guy that's a, a two-time champion, yep. like he said, with two different historic franchises. That doesn't come a dime a dozen. Right. And right. I think it didn't, didn't, didn't they also get uh, Chris Dunn as well? I think Chris Dunn yeah, is also. Yeah. I think they got Chris Dunn. They got, like you said, Gallinari. They also have uh, Bogdan. Um, and Cam uh, Reddish. Don't forget Cam yeah, Reddish. Cam Reddish, Reddish yeah. is going to be, he's going to flourish so in the next couple of years. It's, it's going to be, they're they're looking at a good, like I'm saying, like three, four seed. I mean, they're they're going to make some noise, but I don't think they're championship. I think, no. you, I think they're their second round knockout. You know, and I don't think they'll. I oh, mean, they on that cannabis yeah. second round knockout. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you know, I think that's what's going to happen um, for them. However, it's going to be exciting. 
You know, and, and at least they got Magic City to fall back on. <laughs> and All right. Blue Flame Lounge. All right. Heading back west, uh, Carmelo is back with Dame in the Trailblazers. I like that. He I like deserved that, that. I like that a lot. He should have stayed with Portland. They gave him a shot. He should have stuck there, and he did, so we're happy with that. Yep. And then uh, someone got paid like a king, De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, so, you know, you know look, $163 million. I mean, it's a lot. I probably wouldn't have given him that much. But, you know, I think about is Ball and Lonzo ain't getting nowhere close well, to Well, let's, 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 let's look at <laughs> got, we, we, got, we, we got We got three, though, right? So, so Ball, right? You, we're talking about Ball. Talking he, about, didn't, he didn't get paid. About Lonzo, he didn't right? get paid. Yeah, Lonzo Ball didn't get paid. Yeah. Spider Mitchell got paid. Right. Tatum just got paid. Right. Tatum got paid. And, now, and, and, now, and these are all the people that were drafted after him. Right. He just out there looking out the window like, man. Yeah. So he. <laughs> what about so, me? So, <laughs> what about hey, me? Bro, hey, no. well, I mean, listen. They, <laughs> wow. It'd hurt listen. if I swallow. <laughs> they, they have, they have what, until December, I believe, to give him an extension. Who, Alonzo? Uh, uh, Alonzo, yeah. Because he's still, he's still on his rookie contract. So they, uh, yeah. they could I saw him. something today that I thought was hilarious that Zion Williamson, Williamson is the longest tenured player on the Pelicans. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> on their right. roster, now, he is the longest tenured player. I mean, I don't have a problem with De'Aaron Fox. I think De'Aaron Fox is great. I think he needs to stay healthy. I think that was his biggest, his biggest boulder is his health. But if he can stay healthy... I like De'Aaron Fox. I like his grit. I like his grind, mm-hmm. and he can, and with incentives, he can get up to 195 million. So I can see him now with, with where the hell the Kings are going to go. I mean, he, unfortunately, he's in a dysfunctional organization because right. they got some new people in that haven't figured out their finish line. Because yep. you you let Bogdanovich go. Yep. Uh, there's a lot of you know. There's a lot of players that that you don't know what they're going to do. And, and but hey, man, if you're De'Aaron Fox, you got to get paid now. Yep. Why the getting is good, but. Yep. As far as Lonzo Ball is concerned, I mean, I think we've seen what he can do. I think he reached his ceiling. I think I, I love. Now I love speaking of the Pelicans. I love what Brandon Ingram has done. Oh yeah, Brandon Ingram is now nah, that that's a brother. Still not resigned. Still right. not resigned, which is weird. Yeah, I don't know. If I don't they're know. Waiting it's the that. Pelicans, man. Yeah. It's the Pelicans. That's, weird, y'all, y'all, that's why AD had to leave. I love David Griffin. I think David Griffin is a, is a great executive, but he had piss poor ownership. Yep. And that and, and and I'm not saying it's because she is a woman because I think there are women who can run organizations Jeannie and run Buss. franchises like Jeannie Bus. Thank you, <laughs> right. who's done an outstanding job right. uh, with running a franchise. So I'm not saying it, but I think that woman that's run that's owning the Pelicans. <laughs> Is ruining the franchise. How the hell do you let Anthony Davis go for pretty much waffles and, and a piece of, and a couple of pieces of bacon? Yep. I don't understand that, and I think yep. eventually they're going to have to sell that team because they're not going to be able to afford it, and they may possibly move because that yeah. team is not hasn't been fully supported the way that it should that be city. supported. Yep. And, and hey, we all know Vegas is also looking for a team. We Vegas all know. For, now, Seattle, if I'm Seattle. right, New Orleans came about. After Katrina, correct? Uh, they they had to move stadiums. Yeah, they played so. in New Orleans. Well, there yeah, was a following, the, the and then they they mm-hmm. brought the two. That, that's what uh, they, they, play, they there. were playing. They were playing at yeah. OKC for but, a minute. I mean Seattle. Well, I think Seattle will be there. They'll, they'll have the Sonics there. They'll, they'll probably yeah. be an expansion team. But it wouldn't surprise me if the New Orleans Pelicans actually move to Las Vegas, and then what you do is you shift Minnesota and Memphis into the Eastern Conference, and now you can split. Now you can have it pretty sense. much even out with the West and the East because I think Vegas is – they've been doing a study in Vegas for the last several years about they're looking at the other pro teams like the Raiders, like the Golden Knights, 
um, how they've been able to accumulate fans and do what they need to do as far as will the city be able to support. Yeah. Uh, and, it's, and it's a growing sports metropolis. I mean, yeah. it's, it's definitely pre-COVID. It was actually, in, you know, on the incline. And I think if it, once they come back from COVID, they can rebound. I think they can, they have enough to support another team. You look at what the Las Vegas Aces have done with yeah, the, the Aces, WNBA. Yeah. I think if you get an NBA franchise with a big name like a like a Zion Williamson there, that you have a star already in place. Yep. All you have to do is Hold get the around. right pieces, right ownership. Mm-hmm. You saw what happened with the Raiders; they got the right ownership. They got guys behind them, and look what they what they've been able to accomplish. So I think if you move an NBA franchise to Vegas, I think it can survive. I think it yeah. can. I mean, look at look at the summer league. Look how well summer league does yep. there. I remember that time they did that. Um, <laughs> it was funny they did the, um, the test project. Remember, it was the uh, the All Star game. Oh my god! That now, was ridiculous. Now, see, see, and see, and this is, and, and look, look. Hey, I'm, just, I'm just gonna do this. It I'm was just, hot. Look, 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 ladies and gentlemen. I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm gonna give you the, like the black perspective right now. And so I'm gonna tell you right now. You put the NBA All Star game right in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. and you got the NFL on the off season. These brothers got money to spend. They in the offseason. This is after the Super Bowl. They coming. All the people that ain't before they remember you don't go to the All Star game. You stay home. There's no reason to go to the All Star. They all came. And then right. you know all the people the you know, the stragglers. They all came through. So you know it was, it was wild. It was wild. It was wild. I'm surprised, honestly. I'm surprised. There was a lot of debauchery and everything going on out there, like and during them in them streets. It was wild, bro. Yeah. It was It was so bad they shut was, down the state line. Remember bro, they shut down the state line. They couldn't was, let nobody else in. Dude, yeah. it was wild. I'm like, yeah. Y'all really doing this in Vegas? Yeah. Y'all know everybody's about to converge yeah. on this oh, city? Man. It was it was it was nuts. Do you think they'll do it again though? Yeah, especially now because of COVID. Especially now, and, 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 and they so, can do it. Well, I think they. I, I, I think, and now they have the T-Mobile Arena over there. Yeah, and yes. I think because uh, all they have to do is do some upgrades to the arena because yeah. right, it's, 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 it's strictly it's hockey. New. But yes. if they add some some no. amenities to it for it's, basketball, I think bro, it could work. That, that arena is brand it new. It's only it, only like dude, maybe two years old. They can easily do that I and think, support that. I think they can do it under Adam Silver's watch because I think Adam Silver will have a different approach. I think it's like anything else. You learn once and then you improve yeah. from that one time. I think you're not going to have the debauchery, the foolishness, the yeah. the the. the, the, the the nonsense. I'm gonna be nice when yeah. I say that. Yeah, that you yeah. had back in 2007. Yeah. I mean, because they, 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 they had every player stand at the Palms Casino. Yes, and because that, the Maloofs owned that casino. Yeah, so they was like, "Hey, you guys, all come here." So everybody knew where all the players Man. were, yes. and they were working. <laughs> yeah, and people so, were working. Dude, he was like, "Hey, let's and, go to Palms." And, and, and yeah. dude, like, like, it so was simple. The, fa- the fact that it was, the fact that it was, um. Like like you said, right now we have now created an atmosphere for the um, for in Vegas to be a family oriented spot, so people can come there and and now because like you said, the Aces has now had success. You have like the Raiders are now having success. Um, so you, you have uh, the Golden Knights, obviously, is a hockey family oriented. So now, once you come into, like you said, they have the infrastructure, so it's not going to be as wild as it was until because it was like. Let's just have it in Vegas, and it was just like it's just like it was just like making Big a plan. Party. Yeah, it was like making a plan on a Friday night and be like, "What you doing tonight? I'm I'm not doing nothing tonight. What you doing tonight? You want to go to Vegas? All right." And they basically did that, and that was an all star game. Hey, you want to go come up on Vegas, right, fans? Yes, uh, Dude, it was so bad. People was hanging out in the casinos looking to rob people. Like it was <laughs> bad. that's what it was. <laughs> like. I, 
let's. I knew a few people man. that went down there. Yeah, it, it was crazy. Like we I, all I wasn't married back then, man. So all right, it, it was fun. So, so we would be remiss, guys. We would be remiss if we did not at least discuss the Dwight Mayer drama again. It wasn't as big, but no. Dwight Howard drama post in a tweet that he's staying and then leaving. It just that stuff only seems to happen to Dwight. I don't get it. Uh, he's a big kid. He's a big kid. He takes it. To I the mean, head. it wasn't that big of a deal. All, no, it wasn't. All you Laker myopics. Oh my god! Why would he do that? Like, dude, if you don't relax, <laughs> yes. and sit down and go gargle somewhere. <laughs> well, look, look. It's obvious he did not have an agent, <laughs> or he didn't have Clutch Sports <laughs> representing him, right? Because you know, all they told him was, "Hey, yeah, we're thinking about giving you this three mil." And he was like, hey, I got the three mil, dog. Let's do it. Well, it seemed, <laughs> to me, it seemed like, you know, the story we're hearing that, that uh, Dwight didn't get a call back within an hour or so. Okay. It, you were in a big rush to sign the minimum? I think it was more about PT. I okay, don't think yeah. they, they found a place for him to get PT. That's what I think. And yeah. I think Doc went over there and said, look, we'll get you some PT. You you would play behind MB. You might play with MB if we still have MB. Mm-hmm. Because if you're trying to get James Harden, Mm-hmm. You got to flip and beat yep. in somebody else, so yep. that slides Dwight right on in there next to Ben Simmons and Harden. Yeah, you know, with, with, with Tobias Harris, that might be a nice little 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 funky uh, uh, lineup right there. So, uh-huh. I mean, Dwight, what a one year deal? Because I think I, 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 Dwight is on his best behavior because he knows he's trying to make sure he he checks all the boxes. For the Hall of Fame Because he's yeah. definitely A Hall of Famer Now right. is he a first ballot no. no But he's definitely A Hall of Famer yes. So he's got to make sure He checks the boxes Shakes the hands Kiss the baby. Now that he's got his chip Exactly yep. So that was that was all He was missing He's a gold medalist Yep He yep. has the, the the scoring He has all the The, the individual accolades Three time defensive player of the year. Right yeah. Which Sam is well Sam deserved Sam all right, guys, yeah. plenty of topics, lots to discuss. All right, uh, we're going to get back real quick, and then we're going to touch base on the draft, and then we're going to let you guys go. But hang with us really quick. We're going to pay one more bill, and we will be right back, everybody. Thank you. This episode is also brought to you by Extreme Auto Sports in Santa Clarita. Whether it's audio or video, window tinting, vinyl wraps, suspension services, a 4x4 lift for your truck, or new wheels and tires, Extreme Auto Sports has you covered. Be sure to give them a call today, set up an appointment, and go get your ride taken care of. 661-424-1579. Extreme Auto Sports, that's the way to go. All right, that wasn't too bad, everybody. Thanks for sticking with us. Okay, so uh, we've covered our free agency news. Now we're going to touch base on the NBA draft real quick. Uh, we've had we're just going to touch base on the top ten because the draft goes too deep to go too much further. Everybody, uh, we'll start with Nick. Nick, were there any surprises in the draft as far as the order teams? What they took? A lot of people. The consensus was kind of Lamelo number one, but uh, I don't think anyone was too surprised at Anthony Edwards going to the Timberwolves. What'd you think? No, I think Anthony Edwards was probably the best player. I mean, I watched, I had a chance to watch the kid, uh, while, you know, just being in in that in that environment. I think this kid had all the tools. I think he he's somebody that you can put with, you know, D'Angelo Russell, and you can put with Cat. They're going to need somebody and in, 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 in with that team to give him some type of boost. And I think he can. I think he's he has all the tools. He's ready. He's more NBA ready than a lot of the players that we saw. So it, it, made, it made sense for him to go number one. Absolutely. Um, 
Money Mike, moving on to number two. Golden State took Wiseman. Now, there's a lot of people saying, hey, now with the injury to Clay, should they have taken LaMelo? What's your thoughts on that one? Well, you know, I always, you know, and it was only my vision. It was no one else's. But I, I always thought that, hey, if LaMelo went to the Warriors with Clay Thompson healthy and Curry, you know, the way that LaMelo, you know, can handle the ball, play defense, I think that, and then now he, he, you know, you don't have. Keep going. This guy's looking at me. Yeah. <laughs> so here's the thing: Curry on, on defense, Curry's a liability. So because Curry is a liability, that that they always had to hide him within within the ranks of you know their their defensive schemes. Lamelo to me is a better defensive player. Has a chance to be able to uh, you know. Play more defense than Curry. I think if you had him at point, Curry at shooting guard, Clay Thompson there, with 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 Lamelo's length, with Lamelo's length, they would have a really good chance. So I would have thought that the Warriors would have picked Lamelo in the first place. But yeah. now I wonder. Now I wonder with the Clay Thompson injury, do they regret? The, do they regret not picking him? Nick. You have completely lost your mind. <laughs> if you think, you think LaMelo Ball can play. This, this is the same LaMelo Ball that plays defense with a tux on. This is the same LaMelo Ball that's shooting is trash. I had the same conversation with my co-host on this hair set on Saturday about LaMelo Ball. Now, can, is LaMelo Ball a, a, a better passer than his brother Lonzo? Absolutely. Is he? Can he create and, and give opportunity to other players? Absolutely. But can he defend better than Steph Curry? Are you insane? Have you been smoking something? Is something in that bottle you've been drinking? You need to be drug tested to say something like so, that. So, so you don't think Curry is a liability on defense? Hell no, not more than Lonzo Ball. Are you kidding me? You got to be drunk and deaf out of your mind well, to think that. Both of them. <laughs> no, LaMelo. <laughs> Look, he has a he has a seven six seven wingspan. I don't give a damn if he got a seven twelve wingspan. <laughs> he still can't play no damn defense, and it's gonna take him years to get acclimated to the NBA because oh, like like again, shout out to my co-host Jay Ticker, and I love him, I love him to life. But he listen, sometimes you got to set people on the right course. He's the MVP of the NBA, NBDL, whatever the hell league he played in. So who gives a damn? It ain't the NBA. It ain't the G League. He's going to take at least two to three years to get acclimated because there is no trend. There's no serious training camp and there's no preseason. So what the hell has he been able to do during COVID? Not too much of anything. So it's going to take him two to three years to even transition into the NBA way of life when it comes to the speed of the game. So don't sit up here and tell me with a straight face that <laughs> this dude is a better defender than Steph Curry. Knock it off. No, all I'm saying is that he would have been a good addition to to. So you know he so, wouldn't. Have, so no. what you're telling me is no. you, you like Wiseman? I like Wiseman because they need somebody to get uh, get up and down the floor. They need somebody who can rebound and defend and get and be a rim protector, and that's what they need, especially long term. We're looking at the finish line here. We're not looking at half. Court. Okay. I, I, hey, I roll with you. Deal. Step hat. Number three was LaMelo Ball <laughs> to the Hornets and MJ. Best place for him. Best place for him. Best place for him. Because he's, you know, uh, piggyback with Nick Hamilton was saying. Uh, yeah, you go right there to a spot where this, the, the spotlight is going to be on you, kind of. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's going to be on you. You have a name. But after the first month, after December, nobody cares about the Hornets unless the Hornets are good. So if you take a year, and they're already thinking they're trash because, I mean, they everyone's talking about the, the Hayward signing and how 
you know, that was, you know, out of out of out of control. So, you know, they're they're gonna write them off from the beginning. So if he goes to a team like the Hornets, he can learn on a job, go ahead and get his shots up, learn the NBA, and then we can reevaluate next year. Um, but if he was going to a team that actually needs him to perform at the level, because if you do replace him with, say, you know, st- I mean, um, Clay is getting hurt, you put him on that team, you expected some Clay type, you know, you know, uh, um, um, what I'm screw me, what I'm trying to say is uh, produ- productivity. So if you're not getting anything close to Clay, then you just wasted a, a draft pick. At least, with, at least, and I'm going back to James Wiseman. At least Wiseman, he gives you something you don't have. You know, you're, you're trying to re, you know, you're not, you know, you're not trying to duplicate what Clay is doing. You're just going to go ahead and do it a different way. I, I like the, it. yeah, I like the Ubre. I like. I mean, it's going to cost him a lot, but I do mm-hmm. like Ubre on the team. He has some NBA experience, so and he's pretty good. So I do like that. But for me, LaMelo Ball going to the Hornets, you know, it gives us an opportunity to see if they're ever going to be that NBA, that one-on-one with uh, LeVar and uh, Michael Jordan, you know. He already said he would, he would, do, it for, he said he would do it for $200 million. <laughs> Yeah, I bet you would old Puffy Knight. I bet she would do it for $200 million. <laughs> You like Too that big pick, hustler. Nick? Oh, I like the pick. I thought it was good. I mean, I think I think they could, if they stay healthy, I think this this Charlotte Hornets team could be a seventh or an eighth seed in the Eastern Conference. Um, so I, I like the pick a lot. No, it puts them into uh, at least being relevant. Yeah, absolutely. You know, which they Besides Hugo been. to Hornet. <laughs> exactly. Besides Hugo getting stung. <laughs> All right, uh, number four was Patrick Williams to the Bulls. Any thoughts on that, Nick? Good move. Good move. Um, they're, they're building. So let's see what they do. I'm, I'm curious to see what they do now. Okay, we got Okoro to Cleveland. You know, Cleveland. Um, probably not going to make a big difference for them, but uh, what do you think of that? You know what? I mean, he he has development to go. He's so, in Cleveland. So it'll work. It'll work. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, let's hop here. Let's go to Obi Toppin because, of course, one of oh, our— we're going to skip over my boy. Oh, oh let's go. Go for it. Okay. Go for it. Talk about from it. SC. Yeah, oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Pac-12. Sorry. SC representative. Um, a part hey, wait, of, wait, wait! Chino Hills, yes, another one. Hey, <laughs> same uh, championship represent. So, um, I think I don't know if I was talking to you guys about it, but I do believe um, in about ten years we will have a Chino's Hills thirty for thirty. Like it's going to be that. Yeah, I mean, let's, you let's can, hope it's you, not too much Puff United involved in it. But <laughs> let's get the. But players. it's going to be there. But um, back to uh, Ngaku. I mean, he's he was balling in SC. I loved him in SC, and then now he's going to go ahead. And I think he's going to bring something to the Hawks. Um, they also have a squad they're building, so he can take his time. But uh, yeah, I, I actually like that pick for him. I like that spot for him. And it's just he from Los Angeles. Once you go from Los Angeles to Atlanta, it's like man, bro. Like you know, it's just kind of. I just want him to stay focused. It's going to be. I mean, it's, it's, it's just stay but, focused. Hey, man. You know, I don't think. I think. I don't think. Fo- I think focus is the least of his problems because he was a very disciplined dude being here in L.A. So I think being in Atlanta. And plus, when, when I was listening to what the GM was saying as far as why they selected him and they didn't trade their pick was because they like his upside. They like the way he like yeah. he, he approaches the game and his work ethic. Um, and I think those are the intangibles that you don't really see out of a lot of young stars. You know, upcoming stars, I should say. Uh, when they get drafted this high, so yeah. I think he'll be fine. Yep. All right. Yeah, I mean, and look, culturally, you know, he's he's from his family's Nigerian. They're very disciplined. 
There's enough distractions in that uh, land. Yeah, I mean, but, I mean, but that's either going to go one, one, two ways. Either he's too disciplined and he falls off, or he he keeps his. Discipline going. I, I'm hoping he keeps the discipline going. I, feel, I yeah. see some. I see somebody in the comments say, "Damn, an hour." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, we doing it, man. We got a lot to talk yeah, about. Yeah, it's a, it's a busy show. It was a busy week. All right, uh, Killian Hayes for the Piston. Anything to say? Hey, he's coming out to France. You know, we'll see nah. what he does. Nah, I don't, I, mean, like the, I don't like the French guys. You don't like the French guys. You like them homegrown. Obi Toppin, the Knicks. That yes. was uh, Hayden D'Amico's favorite pick there. Ain't no stopping uh, Obi Toppin. I know uh, Stephen A. Of course, went online to voice his concerns with that pick. But uh, you know, when is Stephen A. happy with no, the Knicks? Hey, hey. <laughs> no, Toppin. Toppin is going to be a star. He's going to so, be a player. Yeah, so you know, he definitely he's going to go there. Uh, make waves. He's going to affect the game in a lot yeah, of ways. Him, him and R.J. Burr should yeah, be a nice yeah, little Yeah, that's, that's good. That's they have really something good. fun to watch for a little mm-hmm. while out there, right? Okay, and then we got Avdija. He was big on the list. He went to the Wizards. I think he could be another Luka in a couple of years. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. We'll see. <laughs> I mean, you know. we'll see. Time will tell. Yeah, I think I think you got, a lot I of mean, these guys you got to give them, you got to yeah. give them time, yeah. especially those Euro guys. guys. Yeah. yeah, I mean Jerry West always said it best: you got to give a guy three years. If he doesn't do anything in three years, you pretty much know who he is. So. That's it. That's, that's where Alonzo's at. What's that, Alonzo? That's where Alonzo's at. That ceiling. Uh, then we finish out that top ten with Jalen Smith to the Suns. Of course, the Suns have made some waves this year as well with some trades. They've got CP3 and of course Booker, uh, DeAndre Ayton. So, uh, what do you guys think about that? Uh, Jalen Smith. I love it. I think it's a great pickup. You put him next yeah. to DeAndre Aiden. You got Devin Booker. You got Chris Paul. Now there's a floor general that can help this young man and guide him. I mean, this guy's got a 7 2 Red wingspan, 225, probably, yeah. be, probably end up being 235 after a while. I mean, I think I think the sky's the limit for the Phoenix Suns organization. Props to James Jones, man, for the, being the GM and really having a vision for this team. Mm-hmm. I think this team is going to be a seventh or eighth seed as well in the Western yeah. Conference. Yeah, Definitely. and they actually have hopes of keeping a star. Right. They're, Devin they're, Booker. They're, yeah, they're actually making moves, uh, which Phoenix is not <laughs> – hasn't been known for doing the smartest no. stuff. But they're actually making moves, and they may <laughs> actually be able to keep a star. Uh, there unlike little, Milwaukee. Unlike <laughs> Milwaukee and making the moves. <laughs> Guys, this has been a great show. Nick, thank you so much for joining us. We so appreciate it. This, like Thank I said, you. it's been a long time coming. Please tell our listeners, our followers, how they can keep up with you and follow you. Please. Hey, you know what, guys? Thank you so much. I really greatly appreciate you guys having me on, man. This was fun. I enjoy you guys' show off top. I said to get to uh, set this off air, um, but I appreciate you guys having me on. Thank you so much. Uh, you can follow me on all things social media at Nick Hamilton LA. You can catch me on YouTube at youtube.com slash NH Experience TV. Uh, you can catch me on different platforms, different shows. Uh, just Good keep up with radio. me. Yep, Good News Radio. Uh, you can catch me on Dash Radio. You can catch me on Sirius XM, Slam Radio 145, every Tuesday, 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern. Um, and then, uh, you know, the opposite reaction with myself and uh, Jackie Ray. Dash Radio Thursdays, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern, Dash Talk X. Keeping very busy and keeping us all informed. We love it. Thank you, man. I appreciate you guys. And uh, continue success, man. I love the gold bottle, by the way. That's oh, absolutely Yeah, thank you. Yeah, next, year, <laughs> next year, it'll say back-to-back. Yeah, all right, guys. Right. Everybody, thank you so much for listening and taking part. Don't forget, this is your show. This is the voice of the professional fan. So you need to call in. You need to join us. I'd like to give out some thanks to Jose Lugo for joining tonight yeah, online. Man. And Roland Brock. 
Bryant for calling in. Of course, we had Dylan from Laker Boost. He was awesome. And we will get to uh, Brian. We were supposed to have Brian. We apologize. We will get to you next week for sure. And we really look forward to that. But thank you all so much. You know where to find us. We are on the Good News Sports Network. We are also on uh, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram, The Profanity Nation. Follow us. Tell your friends. Subscribe. Y'all, hey, one more thing. Y'all not listening. I told y'all I'll be washing your hands. For real. Wash your hands, y'all. I mean, and those masks, man. You Come know, on, stop get playing. some masks. Hey, we have some Profane Nation masks coming out in the next couple of weeks. You know, you guys can go ahead and get those. Come on, y'all. We want to go out there and, and be in those bars over there and, and meet the fans. So. Exactly. Yeah. We're getting more locked down, but that's all right. We'll man. be back. We'll be back soon. <laughs> Everybody, have a happy Thanksgiving. We'll be back next week, next Sunday, always at 830. Thank you guys so much. Hey, peace. This episode is also brought to you by Extreme Auto Sports in Santa Clarita. Whether it's audio or video, window tinting, vinyl wraps, suspension services, a 4x4 lift for your truck, or new wheels and tires, Extreme Auto Sports has you covered. Be sure to give them a call today, set up an appointment, and go get your ride taken care of. 661-424-1579. Extreme Auto Sports, that's the way to go. Hey guys, you got to check out the Pure Life Alternative Wellness Center. It's a family-owned and operated pre-ICO, Prop D compliant, and recreational collective serving Chatsworth, the San Fernando Valley, and the surrounding Los Angeles areas. They offer discounts for all our veterans and seniors 55 plus, as well as first-time patient and referral discounts. You can order online at purelifesfv.org. That's purelifesfv.org.